This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey now, Semper Fi, welcome in to our LSU Championship Saturday. Getting you, head, or getting you set for LSU and Clemson today in the National Championship game on Monday night in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome alongside NFL and college football analyst Mike Dettelier. I'm Christian Garrick and Mike, not too much longer. The hype will be over and the game will be underway. It's kind of reached that point where... Maybe you're kind of at the points like, all right, can we get this thing on the road? This show on the road already? See how it all rolls, but yeah, it's been a long wait. NFL analyst and college football analyst Mike Detillier. Phone lines are open at 504 260 1870. Text 870-870. And uh, Trevor Lawrence and uh, LSU as well. Trevor Lawrence, a quarterback for Clemson, speaking to the to media today. It was media day, and, and I thought it was funny that um, Dabo Sweeney, the coach of Clemson, said, uh, watching Joe Burrow makes him sick. <laughs> Yeah, well, it makes everybody sick. Uh, and Dabo's a great guy. I got to meet him uh, when uh, Deshaun Watson won the Manning Award. Um, we got to talk to him quite some time. And he was he told me, he said, listen, your boy's going to end up winning big at LSU. He, you know, he's one of the few guys that kind of stuck his neck out, said, listen, I think Ed Ogeron will win big uh, at LSU. But uh, I, I can understand it. When you see what he has done to every defense that he's went up against, it's – just amazing. And I think that's the key. You can break it down five million different ways about this player and that player. If LSU's offensive line gives Joe Burrow protection, he is going to shred you. Now, the big question is, can Clemson match point for point uh, with LSU? So that's why I think it'll be a fairly high-scoring game. But, uh, yeah, Joe Joe's had an unbelievable season. Uh, just a super smart guy. Um He's like an assassin. You know, he doesn't say a lot. You know, he's uh, very much to himself. Uh, he'll sort of play around with you a little bit. And um, I thought when in May of this of last year, we were doing a Tiger tour, uh, the coach's caravan. And when Coach O told me, he said, uh, I think this team can get to the national championship. He said, I really believe it. He said, when's the last time I told you that? I said, uh, two, uh, 2004, USC. He said, well, I sort of feel the same way about this team. If we can stay clear of injuries, we can win it. Christian, that wasn't the most shocking thing. A couple weeks later, we had Manning camp, and Joe Burrow says, we're going to score 45 to 50 yeah. points a game. People and, man, listen, my, my leg sort of buckled a little bit on that. And, you know, I got to talk to him a little bit later on the Saturday, and he was like, no, I mean it. He said, I mean it. We're going to score that much. I was like, okay. Um, I'm not trying to be a Doubton Thomas and, and show me the wounds. But I will say I got to see it to believe it. I mean, he did it. He showed it and sort of believe it. Mike, how do you think Brett Venables and that, that Clemson defense will try and slow down? Because I don't think you stop this offense. There's ways you can slow it down. But how do you think he attacks him? He's going to have to blitz some. Um, you can't play coverage. Um, just can't. It, you know, because he's going to find the open guy downfield. Now, Auburn did the best job against LSU because they were able to get after Joe with four guys and seven in coverage. Now, this was last year's Clemson defense with them four monsters they had up front. I would say you could do that. 
uh, that defensive front, man, if you watch Fields against Ohio State, he had time to throw the football. You know, that last miss was a big miss. Right. The guy was open. He just missed him on that. So he's going to have to take some chances with Blitzen and hope he can get to uh, Burrow in, in that manner. Uh, yesterday, uh, Tua Tungavaloa was in town uh, for the Bobby Bowden Award. And uh, so I got a chance to talk to him a little bit after – uh, well, before the ceremony, and he think, told me two things. One, LSU's got to play fast, got to play quick, got to play quick strike. And because we were laughing, we were exchanging Coach O's stories because Coach O tried to recruit Tua and his brother mm-hmm. there. Uh, I just so happened to be in Baton Rouge when they were trying to uh, <laughs> recruit him. And he said the second thing is the stuff you've seen from Brent Venables on film you're going to see something different in the game. He's going to show you something different. He said, the stuff we saw last year, he said, we hadn't seen on film. He said, that we kind of got caught off guard a little bit. Some of the defensive schemes that Venables threw at us, we had not seen them run. And um, they did a pretty good job last year. They, I mean, they just torched Alabama in that uh, national championship game. So it's interesting with these two guys, the two quarterbacks, the two big play uh, weapons, and they like to strike fast, quick, get up on the board, get on you, and how well you take the tsunami uh, offensively. Joe Burrow has said throughout, repeatedly throughout the year, he doesn't even know why he watches from. He's saying that jokingly because every time they go out and they prepare for That's something, all he does. They, they they see something <laughs> entirely different than what they than what they they presented to him the week before watching the film. So I think that their LSU's offense, if there's an adjustment to be made, I'm not worried about their their ability to make the adjustment. They've done it every week. I think the, the great thing is about balance uh, that they've had offensively and that they've been able to run the football. Uh, the one thing, you know, knowing coach for over 45 years, man, that's hard to say, <laughs> but it's true. Um, he's always been a physical, uh, tough-nosed, hard-line run coach. He believes in that, and yeah. he, he didn't want to take that element out. And they got that with Clyde. You saw it against Georgia with Clyde not there. They were able to do it with Chris Curry. Their offensive line is certainly – doesn't get all the ink, but certainly, I mean, to me, that's been the shocking part because last year uh, Joe Burrow had the best aerial views of stadiums across the southeast. I mean, he was on his back so much. That offensive line play for LSU has been outstanding this year. And um, so, you know, he's seen a lot of different things. They run the football. You know, LSU ran the football. Uh, excuse me. They had 999 offensive plays. They threw it five. 18, they ran it 487. Pretty balanced. I mean, that's 5248. That's as close to 50-50 as you're going to get in this league. And so uh, Joe's done a fantastic job utilizing great play calling, too, from both Steve and, and also Joe Brady. Our WWL Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll online at WWL.com. LSU's favored by five and a half points. Do you think the Tigers, LSU Tigers, will cover? Cast your vote online yes. at WWL.com. Hit, hit the yes. Or call us at 504 <laughs> 260-1870. When we return, I want to know why Mike would say yes to five and a half points. Because my money's on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to ask you why you, you, feel, you feel so confident with your money uh, being for LSU to cover five and a half points against Clemson in the national title game Monday in the Superdome right here on WWL. Championship Saturday. LSU Championship Saturday from Audio Avenue. Downtown New Orleans on Canal Street. Sheridan is where we are hanging out. This is kind of the media hub, if you will. NFL analyst and college football analyst Mike Dettelier. I'm Christian Garrick. Phone lines are open at 
two six zero one eight seventy. Text eight seventy eight seventy. Mike, your your deal is the draft. I mean, that's that's your you can zero in on that your area of expertise. And how many players that'll be playing on Monday will have first round grades from LSU to, to Clemson? Well, first of all, I've made this comment before. I think three years from now, when we look at the, the next three drafts, this game will have over 40 players in it oh. between both teams. I mean, that, that's what type <laughs> of talent that you're looking at here. Uh, Dabo's done an unbelievable job recruiting. Um, it's not all been four- and five-star recruits for him. Now, it is now. Uh, man, he's starting to grab a lot of that. But um, I think you, you'll see it'll be, the number will be over 40 between these these two teams in, in the next three drafts uh, when you accumulate it. You look at LSU, Joe Burrow's a first-round pick. Grant Delpit's a first-round pick. Christian Fulton's a first-round pick. Uh, I think in time, um, Caleb Von Chason's got a shot, uh, that first-round pick, if he comes out early. Um, I think uh, Jordan Jeff uh, Justin Jefferson and Clyde Edwards-Alaire, second-round picks. <laughs> So you you starting to accumulate. Now all I know is Jamar Chase is a star. When he's going to come out after next year, he'll be a first round pick. Terrence Marshall's got a shot. Just just keeps. That I think will be more of a middle middle round pick. It depends. I think if he stays another year, uh, and and he's got the decision to make uh, on does he want to come back or not, because uh, he's really only been one year guy, right? Because he was hurt. A year ago, he'll be more of a middle-round pick. Lloyd Cushenberry, I think, is one of the top centers for this draft if he declares early. Uh, man, Tyler Shelvin, when he's going to come out, man, I want that big guy now. Uh, got to control his weight a little bit, yeah. but he's something. And then you look at Stingley, uh, other than Burrow, he may have the highest grade of any LSU player. Him and Jamar uh, would be that. And Stingley is unbelievable. Uh, I've never seen anything like him as a freshman at LSU. Closest would be Honey Badger, would be Tyron Matthew. But uh, you look at him, <laughs> you look at Clemson and Trevor Lawrence and Higgins at receiver and Travis Etienne and Simpson at the guard position, and you just kind of go down the line. I mean, it's similar to LSU. Uh, so you, you're looking at a lot of talent here. I think, you know, Jimmy Johnson told me this years ago, he said two things happen when you, you win big. And he said, one, you're going to attract players that you would never, never take a second look at your program before. And that's happening at LSU today. Secondly, he said, you're going to lose them early to the NFL. And, and LSU's fixing to get hit with it, um, you know, after the football game, how many guys that will come out early. It's happening to Alabama. It's you a know. byproduct of success. You yeah. Mean, and you, you lose and players, you, you lose coaches. And, and so you, you understand it. And, you know, you just look at Clemson. They've, they've had a staff that they've been able to keep together for a few years. It's amazing to me, similar to Aranda, that Venerables has not been a head coach. Now, I, I know he's been offered, but, you know, why would you leave somewhere where you're making almost $2 million or $2 million a year uh, to go be a head coach somewhere for a one eight? And, you know, it's a middle-range program. He's looking for the right spot, similar to where Dave Aranda is. And, you know, you look at Joe Brady. Hopefully he'll stay one more year. But, I mean, that one will be the longest, you know, that, and then he's out. Uh, Steve's building a new house in, in Baton Rouge, so I know he's going to stay a little while, uh, Slinger. So, uh, you know, you wonder a little bit about Tommy Robinson, uh, the LSU running back coach recruiting coordinator. He has already been uh, talked to in the past about jobs uh, in the NFL. And so, uh, you know, you, that's what happens when you win. You, uh, you're going to lose players early. You're going to lose coaches. And you just uh, see what happens. And 
I think Coach feels, Coach O feels as though Joe is going to return for 2020. And well, I there think was a report out this morning that they've come to terms on. Yeah, on an yeah. I, I think that that that's been in the works for quite some time. And I know every time I've talked to Ed, uh, he he has responded with, "I think he's coming back." But you know, like you said, sometimes things change rapidly. But he um, come back. I do know one thing: if Joe Brady didn't feel that Miles Brennan could play at a high level, he'd be somewhere else. Come on, you know, uh, you know, and Miles can spin it now. We'll see about the intangibles and everything else that goes with it. But uh, Joe's, uh, Joe's going to be a head coach somewhere in, in 2021, college football wise. You don't think he makes a jump to the NFL even? No, even I think he's going to. I think he's going to get college football offers. I think for most ads, their deal is okay. You did it with Burrow, you know, uh, do it with someone else. Here's the. I'll show you. <laughs> I'll do it with Miles Brennan too. And so I think he becomes a college head coach in 2021. I know Miles uh, really, really likes Joe Brady. I mean, they, they, Joe Burrow talks and, about Joe Brady. Joe Miles likes, Brennan lo- likes him as well. And Joe likes Miles and, and also Coach Insminger. Coach, Coach spent a lot of time uh, Insminger. Sort of not a lot of people know it, but he spent a lot of times with Joe, uh, sort of just getting him to work on some of the fundamentals. Uh, on things uh, that he could do a little bit better. Uh, Joe physically uh, got stronger. But, uh, man, you talk about a guy that's almost like computer-like. Um, you know, he's got it. He's got that between the ears, and then he sees it, and then he, he understands it and knows where to go with the football. And I'll never forget two days into fall camp, he had not taken a snap at LSU. And I'm there, and I tell Coach O, I said, who does he remind you of? He said, oh, boy. Bobby G, he's tough. <laughs> he said, man, listen, ain't a lot of guys want to hang in that pocket and take that shot to the mouth. He said, you know, Bobby did it. He was a leader. He was tough. He could make all the NFL throws. And he said, I'm telling you, Burrow's the same way. He said, man, Mike, he's tough. And he said, you know, like, if you get in a fist fight, <laughs> you, you want him on your side. Because he said, man, listen, he'll fight till he can't go anymore. And he said, that, that's what guys want their leader to be. And Joe Burrow's been everything uh, that ilk. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Our WWL Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll online at WWL.com. LSU favored by five and a half points over Clemson in the national championship game. Mike says, yes, they will cover. Uh, cast your vote online at WWL.com. Why are you so confident at five and a half, that LSU will cover five and a half points, Mike? Well, I told this to Bobby one Monday, uh, once they won. My thing is, if it's not over seven or seven and a half, I'm going to jump on that. It opened at four and a half. I didn't get it at four and a half. I got it at five. And so my thing is, you know what? I, I just think LSU's the better team. Well, you got it at five. There's a difference between that half point, believe it or not. I mean, that's yeah, that's yeah, significant. Yeah. Well, that's why I didn't want it to go to seven and a half or something like that. Right. So I jumped on it at five, and uh, I was able to do pretty well with it. So my, I, my feeling is it's sort of the destiny year for them. It's their year. And uh, I think they finish it off. I, I really believe that. Uh, now, had it been seven and a half, uh-uh, they ain't getting <laughs> my money. Because, man, listen, I, I didn't been caught on the back end of that sort of thing. And while I think they'll win by, you know, nine, ten points, and seven and a half, that half point makes plays a lot for me. And so uh, when I got it at five, that was good. And uh, they had a long line behind me betting that on that five, too. See, the other thing, too, is they could be winning by three late in the game and go down and salt it away with a – with a touchdown or, or a field goal and get you there's your there's your cover at six points you'll you'll win it at five and a half that's certainly how things could play out 
We'll step away and come back. The great Archie Manning joining us next here on WWL. At Audio Avenue here, welcome in. LSU Championship Saturday leading you into LSU and Clemson Monday night in the college football national championship game. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. Where's the edge for Clemson in this game? That's a good question. I've been asked that before, and I I really can't give you a good one. Um, When you look at it, I think – it's not in the secondary. The linebacking core give a you know, almost a push on that end. I think uh, up front, I think it's LSU offensive line. It's uh, similar. I'll, I'll push uh, the quarterbacks. You same the running backs. You know the you know LSU and, and Clemson's the same. I think the receivers LSU get a slight edge. Tight end, you know, special teams, LSU gets an edge there. Uh, Experience uh, and playing in these games, I think, would be the one big avenue that they have done it. Uh, They have walked that football out before and played in these big outings and felt the pressure. And uh, they didn't use Alabama, you know, to be honest with you. And look at that road to get here now. Look at that road to get here. It's different. We welcome in now former Saints quarterback and legendary Archie Manning. Archie, how are you? I'm good, guys. How y'all today? Good. Um, just anxious about this game on Monday night. Kind of can't get here fast enough. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't hear that. I, I just said uh, we're, we're kind of just over the hype already. You know, the, the game can't get here fast enough. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty doggone exciting. I think anytime, of course, yeah, I'm prejudiced, but I know New Orleans is a, is a like this. Did we lose Archie? You there? Came in against the defending champion and just two, you know, undefeated teams. Uh, the two best quarterbacks in the country. I mean, everything is just so so exciting. Um, looks like this weather is going to be out of here. We'll have good weather for all our friends. From they'll be visiting from Clemson and LSU. It's just uh, doesn't get any better. Arch, uh, I was telling Christian the story um, that in May of, of you know, 2019, we're doing a Tiger tour. And Coach O tells me and but t- told the, the audience that night, listen, I think we're going to play for the national championship. And I was like, okay. And he was like, no, when's the last time I told you that? And I go back and it's 2004 uh, when he was at USC as an assistant coach. But, Arch, that wasn't the shocker. It was at Manning Camp, and Joe Burrow tells everybody, we're going to score 45 to 50 points a game offensively. And that's something. Man, Arch, listen, uh, I was sitting down for when O made that comment, but I was standing when Joe said his. Man, it sort of buckled my knees because we hadn't seen that from this LSU offense. And the fact that you had both of them, you know, Manning Camp had both Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence there this year. That's just amazing how everything sort of combined there. But to see the transformation offensively in this LSU offense, I think it's been just simply amazing this year. Yeah, I, I, Mike, I've never seen anything like it. I, I've never I've never seen uh, – there was nothing wrong with LSU's offense the year before. I mean, you know, and there were plenty of good players on the field. And, and Joe was a good, solid quarterback after transferring from – from LSU, but I, I've never seen uh, that drastic of a of a change, um, and so you gotta you gotta start with 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 Joe Brady, 
uh, bringing in his son. Now, I remember um, I went up to LSU in the summer. It was one of my first um, seven-on-seven yeah. tournaments. And uh, my grandson was playing, and I uh, they got me a golf cart because I, I, I don't get around too good. And um, so Joe Brady was in the golf cart with me. He's kind of guy. He's kind of like me. He's got fair skin, you know. So he didn't need to be out in the sun all day. So he was. I got to spend the day with him in the golf cart and um, watching all these seven on seven games going on. Uh, we were there all day. So I get back and I call Sean Payton, and I said, "I just spent the day with Joe Brady. Give me a rundown." He said, "Read option expert. Read option specialist. He's got it." And so, how true that was to to watch the transformation, and then also also the the improved play of uh, of Joe Burrow. Um, and if you remember, Mike, at the Manning uh, Passing Academy, um, not only did I invite Joe. I thought I should invite his daddy to come and yeah. kind of observe because he not only was he a coach that was going to sit out this year and watch his son play, but he's from Mississippi. Right. And, um, yeah, and so I, we got so many friends. You know, he went to Ole Miss when he, when he, when he first uh, got out of uh, Amory High School and then he transferred to Nebraska. So, you know, and I might point out, being a Mississippian, that LSU's had two Heisman Trophy winners, uh, <laughs> um, and, and both both of them from Miss, originally from Mississippi. That's Their right. Family's originally from Mississippi, so don't forget that. Don't forget that. <laughs> Saints legend Archie Manning and Archie. You know, we talked about Joe Brady, and deservedly so. He deserves a lot of credit, but I think Steve Insmiger's done an awesome, an amazing job just calling the plays uh, as the offensive coordinator this year. Well, it's just um, you know the whole the whole story is so good. I mean the the, the Ed or Geron, you know, I, 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 they always write now that Ed failed at Ole Miss. Well, um, the, the best part of that story is Ed. Uh, you know, I, I liked, I really liked Ed. I, I knew about him, and we had a lot of common friends and everything. Yeah, and he 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 failed at Ole Miss, but the great thing about it is how he he recognized the mistakes he made as a young and new head coach there, and and he admitted them. He admitted them. And he moved on, and, you know, he was at the Saints. He was at Tennessee. He was back at Southern Cal and everything. But he always admitted he didn't do things right. He learned. And um, But I'll tell you this, and, Mike, you know this. He may not have won a lot of games at Ole Miss, but when he left there, Houston Nutt took over and won a lot of games with the people that Ed recruited to, to Ole Miss. There's no doubt about that. So he, he didn't totally let Ole Miss down. But – the story of Ed Orgeron is a great one. Then the Joe Brady, and you throw in, you know, how Steve Ensminger yeah. stepped aside a little bit and let Joe do that. And then the improved play of Joe Burrow, uh, the outstanding core of receivers. Um, uh, and I mean outstanding. I got, to, I got to see those guys up close that day I, that I spent at LSU. And it's like, my son Cooper said, he said, Dad, these aren't six foot, 180 pound receivers. They're, those guys are all 6'2, six, 6'3, two, six, 210 pound receivers. I mean, they are, they are special. So um, it is really, it's really been something to follow the, the LSU Tigers this year and the, the season they, they've had. And it, 
it'll be interesting. I, I think this will be the – I know Auburn gave them a tough game. I think this will be the, the, the toughest test, though, I, I do, because this is this, – this, this bunch of Clemson's been recruiting – you know, they've been recruiting four-star, five-stars, just like Alabama, just like LSU for the last four or five years. Archie, interesting you bring that up. Uh, yesterday, Tua Tonga-Valoa was in town to receive the Bobby Bowden Award. And so I uh, got a few minutes with him before the speech and asked him about playing Clemson last year. And he said a couple things. He said, one, right off the bat, that LSU's ability to quick strike, the pace, the speed in which they hit you, uh, he said it's difficult to defend, no matter who you are. He said that ability, four plays, they're in the end zone. Five plays, they're in the end zone. But he said the one thing, he said, pass it along to uh, Coach O, that last year Brent Venable showed me coverage and showed me schemes that I had not seen on film all year long from Clemson. He said they changed yeah. up defensively, schematically. And he said, you know, there's good and bad with that. It sort of threw us off, and we never could adjust. He said the bad thing is if you got one guy make a mistake, then, you know, a guy like Burrow can absolutely burn you. He said the big difference, though, look at the monsters they had up front along that defensive line, three of them first-round picks. He said that, that to me, he said when you look at it, that was a big difference when you can rush four and drop seven in coverage. But he said uh, the big yeah. thing to watch is <clears throat> Venerables is going to show Joe Burrow something. He has not seen all year long from Clemson's defense. Yeah, that, both of those are, are, are really good stories for this game. Venable, I mean, he's he's so good. And I think it's interesting how he has stayed right there yep. at Clemson. You you know he's had had great offers through the years. He came remember I remember when he went there from Oklahoma. But he stayed there. Um he's 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 good. He gives you he, he gives you what what they hadn't shown you for new stuff like so we'll do that. But you're right about last year now. Um, they uh, boy that that those defensive linemen were so good. Uh, one of them went to the Giants and played good football this year. Another one was down at Miami played good football. I mean those the were, other one was those with were outstanding standing yeah, players. Yeah. Now and you know some things. I mean. Football changes, and we got the read option, and we got this great offense this year for LSU. But one thing, it doesn't change. If you ever going to stop a high-profile quarterback and stop a great offensive system, the way to do it is get in his face. You yep. get in his face. And so that'll that'll always be true. That's 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 one reason the Saints lost last week. They got yep. in Drew's face. And um, – it, it, that'll never change. I mean, you know, we get we get so oh, we got this sophisticated defense and we run this and we run that. It doesn't matter. You gotta if you get in a quarterback's face, he can't play. He yeah. can't be successful. So we're gonna we're gonna see how that plays out. Arch, uh, one quick question: uh, Your thoughts on Mike Leach taking a job at Mississippi State? And I told this to Ed during yeah. the week. I said, man, listen, if you win the national championship. You'll always have attention on you, and so you'll get a lot. But this SEC media day, huh. Jack, you're going to be in the third spot because with Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss and now with Leach at Mississippi State, uh, they are characters, and so and especially Mike. Uh, uh, well, both, both of them are characters. Both of them have quite a re- – I know Mike. Uh, well, I know Lane a little bit. I know, I know Mike really well. Uh, uh, 
Mike used to recruit Eli. He was on Hal Mummy's staff at Kentucky. Right. He used to call Eli, and Eli would come in and say, Dad, you got to talk to this coach at Kentucky. you you got to talk to this guy. He said, you know, so getting to know Mike through the years has, has been interesting. Yeah, I, I, Mike, I guarantee you. The Egg Bowl week is going to be one of the big events of the Southeastern Conference. The Mississippi State and Ole Miss may not have but four wins apiece, but that's going to be one of the big weeks, media weeks of the of the of the football season is the Egg Bowl when these two guys go against each other. Archie, I'm just glad that he came to the SEC just because I want to hear his thoughts on aliens and Bigfoot, uh, Bigfoot, and oh, all that stuff, I mean, and all these aliens from outer space. I mean, he has. He has some things that, that that he can bring to the table other than football. It's just I'll, I'll be entertained regardless of what he says. Well, you know he's he's a, you know he's an he's an attorney. attorney. He, he's a brilliant guy. Mike yeah. Mike's brilliant. He is yeah. brilliant. But he he told me something funny this year. I started talking to him a little bit more when Gardner Minshew went there two years ago. Gardner, you know, was a small town Mississippi, Mississippi kid, kid. Yeah, who went off to he went off to junior college. He went to Troy. He went to East Carolina. He was going to go to Alabama and be a backup. Mike talked him into coming to Washington State, and he led the nation in passing. And so I, t- I told him at the end of Gardner's year, I said, well, you know, that Mississippi boy did pretty good for you. He said, he said, I like Mississippi quarterbacks. Said they listen to me. He said, I'm <laughs> he said, he said, I'm looking for another one. <laughs> but so he'll he'll probably get plenty of them at Mississippi State. So we'll see how that plays out. Archie, how are uh, Peyton, Eli, and uh of course Cooper? Oh, everybody's good. Everybody's good. Peyton's uh bit actually Peyton was gonna come in with his son. He's got a nine year old son, Marshall. He loves uh college football. And they were coming in for the championship game, but Peyton had to he had to do something in Canada, so he's not coming. Eli's good. He's contemplating uh what he wants to do uh next year and you know, he'll he's just spending some good time thinking about it and talking about it with his family. But he's in a good place, good mental frame and uh um every, every, everything's good. We're we are truly blessed. Everybody's healthy and not all nine of our grandchildren are, so things are good. Arch uh, I'll end it at this. Um, during the season, you and I were communicating with one another. And, um, you know, you got to play Frank Monica and St. Charles Catholic. And, and you had to do a talk in Atlanta that night. And so you all had back and forth. So tell everybody a, a little bit about how Frank ended it with you, about you couldn't go to the game because you had to make a talk in Atlanta. And he was yeah. going to have to so go I up can't. against Little Orange. Yeah, I've known – I've known Frank Monica for 50 years. We played college baseball against each other. I played at Ole Miss. We played in a tournament in Baton Rouge, uh, LSU's Easter tournament, and we played Nickel State. I right. played against Frank. So we've known each other. He's coached in our camp for 25 years. And so they're going to play. They, the weather was bad, if you remember. Right. And we were going over to St. Charles Catholic Friday night, and they looked at it, and they moved the game to Thursday night. So I had a speech in Atlanta, and I'm going to miss the game. The only one I missed. And so I texted him. I said, uh, hey, Frank, um, I won't be there tonight. Um, I got to go to Atlanta. And he said, why don't you take Arch with you? <laughs> <laughs> now, if you know Frank Monica, that that's that's typical Frank. <laughs> uh, he's a character. He's a character and, a, and great guy. And what great a coach! What a career! What yeah. a great coaching career he's had. Archie, Archie, aren't you blown away too by the level of great coaches at the high school level oh, in, in, in this state? 
I'm sorry. I was just saying, are, are you blown away by the, the all the great high school coaches in this state? I mean, how good they are. I've always, I've always done that, you know, and actually, I, I knew that even my years playing and meet, meeting coaches, kind of learning about Louisiana high school football and meeting people. And then when we started the camp, uh, believe it or not, 25 years ago, and uh, so we hired high school coaches, Louisiana coaches, to work in our camp. Some of them, um, <laughs> some of them been doing it the whole time, like Frank. But, you know, interesting this year, you know, we lost, Newman lost in their playoff game uh, uh, against, uh, help me out, the school up in Baton Rouge, a private uh, school. Anyway, where uh, um, Neil Weiner is, is the head coach. Of course, his father's Dale Weiner, who coached and won championships galore at um, at uh, Catholic High, Catholic. and uh, they, they both were in our camp. They both started out coaching in, in our camp. Dale's uh, retired now. I, he was there that night for for the game. Um, just great guy, and his son Neil is outstanding. I saw where he was coach of the year in in um, um, I guess in. The, I guess maybe in two A football statewide, statewide. Dunham, right? Of the year. So, it, but it it's, it's it's all over. I mean, high school coaching, and you know, and, and a lot of them make a whole career out of it. You know, they coach right up into retirement through the years, and, and that's such a great story. High school coaches do so much uh, in our society to turn boys into men. You know, and it's still. It's, it's it's such a thrill for me to be back going out on Friday nights and, and watching high school football games because it, it's so pure and it's so good. And football gets beat up a little bit, but, you know, the kids that do decide to play, uh, there's a lot of value there. And uh, it, it's just really, really, really fun. Uh, we had a deal yesterday, Mike. Jermon Sutherland, who was Will Arch's wide receiver this year at Newman, right. he committed to Dartmouth. He committed oh, to wow. Dartmouth. Uh, how special is that man, for this young that's man unreal. to be going? I mean, just he's, he's going to it's, it's going to change his life. I mean, exactly. going, going up there, going to college and getting that Dartmouth education. My God! Well, all just, I know one thing. Get, Archer, you getting into Dartmouth? You're not getting in there with no expired driver's license. You you a real sharp cat to get in at Dartmouth. <laughs> no, you got to he, he he made a good. He's a bright kid. He made very good on his ACT, and they won. David Shua and Buddy Tevens recruited him, and they were really excited about having him. And he'll he'll make an impact up there. I guarantee. Yes, you. Absolutely. Saints and Ole Miss legend Archie Manning, the great Archie Manning. Thanks so much for the time. We certainly appreciate it. Thank you, Arch. Okay, guys. Great being with you. Have a great day. Thank right. you, Arch. Archie Manning. We'll step away and come back here on LSU Championship Saturday on WWL. All right, one hour down, one to go. Amos Morale the third will join us next hour, recapping LSU and Clemson's media day. Mike Dettelier, Christian Garrick here on LSU Championship Saturday on WWL. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 